Welcome to All Things Career Podcast. The mission of All Things Career is to provide the unwritten rules of success to people of color. No matter if you have a job or own a business, we want to share information and experiences that we wish we knew earlier in our careers. Listeners, we have a very special guest on our show today. I met this wonderful powerhouse at the Women of Power Conference in Vegas back in March. And I've been so honored and so excited for her to be on the show today. So Joelle, thank you so much for being here and kind of having some time with our listeners here today. Thank you so much for having me, Kirsten. I really appreciate you having me on today. Yes. And so listeners, like I said, we met at the Women of Power Summit back in March. And I can remember Joelle was moderating a panel. And one thing that she said is that she was telling us about her book. And her book title is Show your ask. And let me put emphasis on the K so that I'm not seeing something else. But I just thought that was just such a witty title and also just something so actionable that all of us can put into practice as we think about navigating our careers. So my first question as we open up our conversation today is just kind of tell us about why you chose that title, that name, and What does it mean and why is it so important to show your ask? Yes. Well, I think the biggest piece of show your ask is the fact that it's a compilation of coaching advice that I've given throughout the years. And everyone used to ask me, how did you get to be X, Y, and Z position? Or how did you move from customer service to human resources or get from being an individual contributor to being a people leader? And, you know, since I can't be everywhere and coach everyone, although it's my mission to coach as many people as humanly possible, I wrote this book as a way to reach more people who are challenged with advocating for themselves in their lives and their careers. Yes, that's so, so good. And, you know, I think it's so important for us to really realize that self-advocacy is really what takes you from point A to point B. And so let's talk a little bit more about what does good look like when we talk about self-advocacy? Because something that we hear very frequently from our listeners is like, hey, Kirsten, hey, Darius, like, I really want to advocate for myself, but maybe I come from a culture where you keep your head down and you work hard and, you know, you don't speak up for yourself or on the other end, you know, I don't want to come off as cocky. So let's walk Like, what are some tips and what does that good look like when it comes to self-advocacy? What does that good look like? That's a great question. When you're self-advocating, what good looks like is making sure that your intention is solid and true. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we will be self-advocating for ourselves to get out of something. Like, I've got to get out of this job so I can get into something better. And so that desperation kind of comes across in an interview or when you're trying to speak up and advocate for yourself, right? But the intention needs to be coming from a place of collaboration and support, right? So good looks like when you're advocating for yourself by setting that intention of collaboration and support. How can I help this business, this team, this hiring manager, this organization, or even myself 
further in my career, how can I help this mission of moving forward come across without sounding like I'm desperate to get out of where you are? Now, you could be in the reality of things, you could be desperate to get out of where you are. But what good looks like is conveying the passion and the intention of helping that other person, organization or business succeed. Because really, quite honestly, businesses are in the business of what making money, right? So how can I help this organization be more successful? So I need to advocate for myself. I need to know my numbers. I need to know my results-based accomplishments and be able to speak with them with confidence so that I can allow people to see the value that I bring to this organization. Yes, that's so good. That's so, so good. You know, Joel, let's talk a little bit about how do we know that it's time to advocate for ourselves? Mm -hmm. Do you think it's something that you can just walk into a company and do in your first couple months? Do you feel like you need to establish some rapport? Like, what does the timing look like when it comes to self-advocacy? I think the timing starts from Jump Street. Every day is an interview. So regardless of whether you're advocating for yourself trying to get your foot in the door. And then once you've gotten into the door, every day is an interview and every day is an opportunity for you to advocate for yourself, to create those boundaries, to maybe even speak up if something's not correct or right or ask questions if you need clarity. It's important to create that kind of boundary right off the jump because it sets the stage. It sets expectations that meet reality of working with you. Or even if you have a direct report of working for you, right? So it's important to speak up for yourself at all times in a way that's respectful, of course, in a way that is, again, like I said, collaborative and supportive so that it doesn't sound like you're all out for yourself. It's important, I think, from ground zero to be able to advocate for yourself at all times, because again, that creates your brand. It really sets the stage for how you're going to show up in any kind of situation. So for example, if I join a new team, whenever I join a new team, I would take my resume with me. Now that person's not in charge of hiring me. I've already gotten the job, but to my business partner, they don't know who I am. So I have meetings with all of the business partners, the people that I'm going to be working with, and I give them my resume. And so here's the person that's going to be working with you and for you and to support you. So do you see anything on this resume that gives you any pause for concern? Oh, well, obviously they're not going to say no. Wanted to talk about my experiences and how they can lend to the success of your team and your organization. So I think it's important to advocate for yourself at all points in time, any times of contact. If you're asking a question in a team meeting or or in a town hall, it's important to put yourself out there because no one's going to know where you want to go or who you are unless you're visible. That's so good, Angela. I'm actually writing that down as a key learning for myself because you just made a good point. When, yes, you get hired and you have your hiring manager or your direct supervisor, but a lot of times you have those key stakeholders, those key partners that just, hey, you came into this role and they don't know anything about you and they don't know where you've been or maybe what your footprints or accomplishments have been in past areas. And so I think that's such a good key to maybe just get a coffee chat and, and maybe 
maybe I don't know if it is your resume, but maybe it's something like, hey, like here's where I've been, what experiences I've had. And that's so good when it comes to self-advocacy. And I think an important thing for our listeners to know is that self-advocacy is not only with your leader or your supervisor, but it can be with those key stakeholders. So that's a really, really good point. You know, Joelle, you just gave a really good example of what good looks like and how you can do that from day one. Mm -hmm. Maybe share with our listeners what a not so good example of self-advocacy could maybe look like and maybe how you could improve or make it look better. Yeah, I knew you were going to go there. I figured you asked good, so she's going to ask the not so good, right? I think the not so good is, again, when you're thinking of me, if you'll indulge me in a short story, I remember complaining to one of my fairy god mentors, you know, early on in my career, I was probably maybe midpoint in my career. And I was like, I did this and I did that. And I don't know why I'm not moving up the ladder. And I'm just so frustrated. I feel stuck. I, 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 me, me, me. I sounded like an opera singer. And my fairy god mentor said to me, she said, you know, it's great that you've done all of these things, but what have you done for the organization? Mm. So it's important that as you're advocating for yourself, that if you are asking for less work or a hybrid work schedule or full-time at home or whatever it is, more money, a promotion, that you are tying the return on investment to the other person. I like to share with my clients and say, you know, you've got to think of that other person like Janet Jackson singing, what have you done for me lately? You know, like, (laughs) what have you done for me lately? What have you done for the organization to make me invest in promoting you or giving you more money or giving you a merit increase or giving you money to go to school and further your career and get a certification? What's that certification going to do for me or the organization as a whole? Because you have to think about that. Yeah, sure. More money is going to help you support your life or your livelihood or your family. However, how is that money invested in you going to help the organization? So what bad looks like is when we stop thinking about the bigger picture and kind of get myopic about it. Don't think like an opera singer. Don't think me, 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 me. Think we, 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 you know, like we just got to think about the we, how can we, what can we do for the bigger picture, for the greater good? And I think that that is a huge mindset to think about what not so good looks like when you're advocating for yourself. Yes, that's so good. A couple of nuggets that I want to pull out from the story that you just shared. One, I love the fairy God mentor. I love that phrase. That is so good. So good. Love that. But I think let's be clear, very clear in this conversation, Joelle, when you're advocating for yourself, it is because you are a high performer. Let's not advocate for ourselves for certain things or certain wants or certain you know opportunities if we're not meeting the basic qualifications. Yes. At our role. So let's be very clear on that because I think sometimes we can put ourselves on a higher pedestal sometimes or a lower pedestal because we're just maybe not self-aware. But I think it's very important that it's clear that you have to advocate for yourself when you are doing your job and doing your job well. And two, to your point, like it's not just about you. What you should be asking for is because, hey, I have something to contribute to make this organization, this department, this function Mm -hmm. better. And I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. 
let's shift gears a little bit now. We've been talking a little bit about self-advocacy, and I think we've captured that very well. But I want to talk a little bit about influence. And we've had a couple episodes about that, but I really want to hear with you of like how influence and self-advocacy really kind of goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about why influence is so important for a person's career mm-hmm. and how that ultimately ladders up into the self-advocacy topic. Yeah. I looked up the definition of influence and Oxford defines influence as the capacity to affect the character development or behavior of something or someone or Mm -hmm. the effect itself. And when I read that, I'm like, when I think of influence, I think of legacy and legacy is something handed down. And in leadership, you don't have to be a manager to be a leader. So when I think of self-advocacy and influence, you know, the thought comes to mind is what do you want the legacy of your work or your purpose to be here? What's the lasting impression do you want to make in others' lives? And so as you're advocating for yourself in your career, what's that lasting impression that you want to make in others' lives? So I left my corporate career to explore the next chapter of my success story, probably after 18 years of being there. And within two years of leaving, I came back as a subcontractor and was facilitating a training. And those same people who used to be in my classroom when I worked there were in the virtual classroom. And they're like, it's so good to have you back. Oh my gosh, people still talk about your training. It's left such a lasting impression. It's like my influence was there. My legacy was left behind. And that says so much. It speaks volumes that people who used to report to me 15 years ago still call to me as their fairy god mentor. So that is something that you want to think about influencing on a positive scale. What is the legacy? What is something that you are leaving behind? What are people saying about you when you're not in the room? And that's so important in your career. It ties to branding as well. You know, what is it? How are you reacting or not reacting when you have a setback, when you don't get the promotion, when you don't get the next level up or don't get picked or or get less productivity? Like if you're asking for less work because you're overwhelmed, you know, we've got to think about how we show up. So it's so important to think about what is that lasting impression? What? How do I want to leave a lasting impression on the people that I'm working with? Because it's very important to think about that when you're advocating for yourself and building the steps of your career. That's so, so good. That's so, so good. Thank you so much for sharing that story. You know, I want to kind of unpack and I have a couple of follow-up questions. How did you get to that place? Because that's everyone's dream, right? To have an amazing brand, an amazing influence. Can you talk high level about maybe some things that like were pivotal with you having this positive brand and having positive influence? Well, definitely. When you see people who don't, (laughs) who don't succeed, it's kind of like, don't do that. Like, right. So pay attention to the people that, you know, it started with fangirling a lot of different people, looking and admiring some of the leaders that came before me that were leading the path, right? Paving the path. Or if they're not in your direct organization, looking outside the organization, who do you fangirl or fanboy or just admire? 
and looking at how they carried themselves. And I would pick up on how people would communicate with others, where certain leaders, they like things kind of short bullet points. And so I started to think about how I communicate. Am I brief? Am I landing the plane fast enough? Maybe not. So I need to work on that. So I would practice. I would ask colleagues to listen to my pitch or a question that I was about to ask. But it took practice. It took observation and being really, really intentional about, okay, well, this is how I want to be. This is how brand Joyelle Crawford's going to be versus brand whomever it is that I'm admiring because everyone is unique. So how do you want to put a spin on it? And so it was a lot of trial and error. There were some mistakes made along the way, but I had a strong support system of people in the organization that were, again, looking out for me, some sponsors, and like I said, some fairy god mentors that were kind of like, ooh, Joy, you may not have wanted to say it this way. You might want to say it that way. And being open to the feedback of hearing it, especially as a person of color in business, you know, we've got to do twice as well as everyone else and work twice as hard just to be seen as average. So it was kind of hard to kind of seek those leaders and women of color out in the organization. But if you can't find them in your organization, try volunteering, looking outward in your communities and learning from them. I can tell you that a lot of the things that I learned Again, it took trial and error, but it was a lot of support and leaning on a support system. And again, that's advocating for yourself. Mentors just don't tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, I want to be your mentor. I advocated. I saw something in that person. I told them I admired them for what that was, their leadership or their path. And we set up a conversation, a coffee, and we talked about it. And I just made the big ask. You know, it's in my book about mentors and sponsorships, about how to ask. I showed my ask and I asked that person to be my mentor, to help me guide me along so that I could make sure that I wasn't making big mistakes in a public setting, furthering my career. It took a long time. It took many years. I'm still learning. (laughs) Still learning, Kirsten. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, something that you mentioned was as a person of color. And, you know, our podcast, our mission is to give the unwritten rules of careers to people of color. So I'll hold on asking about your unwritten rule, but I want to tap down on as a person of color Mm -hmm. and something that we hear very frequently from our listeners and just in general is like, hey, our parents and the generation before us and the generation before them said, hey, keep your head down, work Mm -hmm. hard. People will notice your hard work and then you'll move to the next level. Yes. Let's talk about why that is no longer the case and why we have to advocate, show our ass, Mm -hmm. make sure that we're influencing others. Let's talk about that. Yeah. You know, it was kind of heartbreaking to understand that that was a myth. You know, my mind was blown (laughs) when I was like, wait a second. How, How is this not? I'm doing a good job. I'm doing, I'm knocking it out of the park. I'm I'm hitting all the the stats and everything. Why am I? What? But, you know, it could be the reality for some, but we all don't have that privilege. You know, no one's going to know who you are and what value you bring unless you show them. And that's why I'm such a big advocate for advocating for yourself and showing your ask. 
because how is anyone going to know what you want or if it's too much work or too little work or it's just right, like Goldilocks, you know, unless you tell them. It's so important. No one's going to know unless you show, right? It's so important to put yourself out there and speak up for what you do, especially like you think about performance reviews. Let's just call it what it is. You're just doing an annual book report on what you did. So (laughs) track all your stuff, you know, track all the goodness. Talk about knowing your numbers. So track all your results-based achievements and keep that tracker open. I used to have this thing called a joy is great folder. And one of my fairy God mentors, Wendy Wolner calls it a a damn I'm great folder. And I was like, Oh, I like that. A dig folder. I like that. So what I would do, I was so anal retentive about tracking my accomplishments because I didn't want to hide under the radar. I didn't want to let another opportunity pass me by. So I was just like, if people don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to remind them what I do. So Mm -hmm. on a daily basis, if I did something outside of the realm of my job, I would track it in an Excel spreadsheet. And of course I was like really anal about it because I had it like color coded to the quarterly results and what we were expected to do. And so I would keep it all tracked in my dig folder. And then at the year end, when you know, everyone's scrambling around trying to remember what they did all year. I had my dig folder. It was right there. I just had to copy and paste it, put it into the document, bingo, bango, made my job easy, made my manager's job easy. But it also motivated me to keep me lifted. You know, I'm like, dang, I did, damn, I did great this year. Look at all these things I did outside of what I was hired to do. Plus, it helps give you topics and scenarios that you can use for interviewing. So you can use that information and say, you know, in fourth quarter, X, Y, and Z, I did this, I brought this much revenue in, or I got this many subscribers. And people were like, damn, you're great. And I go, yes, I am. And you could actually (laughs) speak with confidence in the things that you do. So it is so, so important that Yes, working hard is great, but we got to keep our receipts. We got to keep them close and be able to speak to those with power and confidence. Yes, 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 yes. That's so good. You know, I have one of those folders, but I'm going to change the title to <laughs> Damn, I'm Great. Yes, <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You've given me so many witty things to say now in my <laughs> my my vocabulary from opera being me 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 to fairy god mentors to my dig folder like I'm just loving it you know we're getting close to our time here but like I said our mission here is we're really trying to empower professionals of color with these unwritten rules you know many of us are first generation college students many of us are first generation corporate students or professionals so we want to tap into those unwritten rules that you wish that you would have learned early in your career what would yours be Joa You know, I had one before we started recording, you know, and and it's in my book. I talk, I'm first generation as well, uh, at least half first generation. My dad is Jamaican, was Jamaican, and mom is is African-American and she's still here. Bless her heart. My dad always said, you don't know unless you ask. Mm. And you never know, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get what you're asking for. So I think it's important, you know, the unwritten rule is, is just having the courage to just speak up for yourself. 
it's an unwritten rule. And I think another one, if I could just ask for a bonus one that I would say an unwritten rule is to rest. And I don't think that we as a culture do enough of that. And I know, you know, part of like what we grow up with is, you know, you work hard, you're going to definitely move through and see things through, but we've got to rest. There's only one of you out there. And if I known this a little sooner, you know, instead of seeing the workaholism that both of my parents, I saw them working so hard so that we could achieve the American dream, right? But rest was not celebrated. And I think it's so important. There's only one you in this world, one you that has so much magic, your person, your purpose is here to create something special in this world. And so as you understand your assignment, make sure that you are building in rest, you know, as somebody who's been a survivor of work burnout twice, it's so important to take care of yourself because there's only one you out there and we need you to do all the magic that you have and bring to this world. So take rest. That is something that I really want to not only just show your ask and get what you ask for, but rest, 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 mm-hmm. and rest some more so that you're fresh and frosty to take on the world and live in your purpose. Love that. That's so good. And that advice was for me. <laughs> I'm going to take that for me. The person who needed to hear it was me. So thank you Yay. for sharing that. And most importantly, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation today, sharing so many nuggets of knowledge. And listeners, I will link how you can stay connected with Joelle, a link to her book, Show Your Ask, and more importantly, more resources so that you can learn how to self-advocate for yourself. So Joelle, thank you so much for being on the show today. And listeners, until next time. You've been listening to All Things Career. Be sure to subscribe to learn more ways to increase your value. Don't let what you learned today go to waste. Leave a review. Let us know how you plan on using today's content to improve your career. Until next time.